the week 15 recap and Monday night football bombs edition of the bottom line bombs on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by hall of fame bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at GameTime.co and use promo code CFBX for $20 off. GameTime.co, promo code CFBX. And with that, we start a show with a theme song that starts now. Bottom line bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the bet detective, the Dobbenheimer, the man in the box. Amazing. It is Monday, December 18th. Part of the C block. We just did the show with Picks Dundee. Nice Christmas theme show. A lot of Christmas movie talk. Um so welcome for those who join me on the C block and continuing on the bottom line bombs. We'll keep a little holiday mood. If you're watching live on YouTube, which I hope you are, you see the lights light, lighting up a little distracting. Actually, I brought in some lights, brought in, I'm bringing the Christmas spirit, I'm bringing the Christmas spirit, went to target, got some extra lights and I uh, didn't need them. You know, talking like five bucks, these lights, you know, 10 bucks, eight bucks a box. You keep buying. I'm like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Seven bucks. Next thing I have all these lights. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with them? I brought them to the studio. Here we are. Now it's distracting me. Uh, we got a great show today. Uh, we got the Monday night football game between Philly and Seattle. Some bird bombs. I'll donate that in a moment. And then we'll even with some props. And then I'll recap the weekend action of week 15. 15. My God. And the bombs, we did very well with the bombs. We are heating up with the contest picks. We're sniffing the money. I don't want to preview that, but anyway, we'll, we'll recap all the action, of course. The the fall of the Tommy DeVito. And Italians everywhere. And of course, we'll do a man in a box segment at the end. We have I might have to do a little bet detective work as well. I previewed the Kareem Abdul Jabbar news. Kareem Abdul Jabbar broke his hip. At a concert, they won't tell us what concert. Bet Detective's going to figure it out, but that'll be later on. Also, going to get to uh, a segment I used to do a while ago: the worst person in gambling or worst person in sports. Um, I, I one just came up, so I might do that too. Who knows? Anyway, we'll get into Christmas songs, Christmas movies. We all week long here with the man in the box. December eighteenth, Christmas is on next a week from today. So obviously I won't be doing a show on Christmas. So we got two more. I'll do my over the top holiday ones where I'm wearing the hat. I got the sweater on today. Look at this. If you're watching, if you're watching, I got the old, uh, <clears throat> from the, not the new Navy, but from the old Navy, got a Christmas sweater on. We have an SGPN Christmas dinner tonight. I do not have a significant other. The man in the box is, uh, separated. So I'm going to be like, uh, everyone's going to have their wives. And I'm going to be like De Niro and Heat, you know, and uh, that they had that dinner in the beginning after their first caper. You know, they have a little dinner to talk about stuff. And De Niro's always so low because he's, you know, he's always got something he can walk away from in 30 seconds without the heat. And then it's some 
grilling me to the diner or something. Like that. Whatever. I don't want to get into heat, but that's that's another movie that. Uh, speaking of heat, look at my, my <laughs> stream of consciousness. Did Heat come out? The movie Heat. Talk about the movie Heat. Then I'll get into Monday Night Football. I don't know if it came out on Christmas or Thanksgiving, one of those two holidays. I remember seeing it in the theater that night. That was a tradition we'd always have. Me and my sister or something. You know, you, you do the holiday and then you have to go see a movie. So we saw Heat. It was packed. And then uh, it was like kids in there screaming. It was great. I mean, whatever. It's good. It's got a couple. Heat's got like four scenes and then like 40 minutes of shit you could cut off in between if you ask me. The whole cook, get, get him out of there. He's like 30 minutes we don't need. I like him at all, but I mean, Jesus Christ. Anyway, as soon as the movie was over, a guy stood up. This is in Pensauk and Eric Five in New Jersey. Guy yells, Michael Mann couldn't make a movie with Jesus Christ and the 12 apostles. And I was like, ah, I still don't even know what that means, but either way. Anyway, all right. Welcome to the chat, everybody. Because comes in with some bomb sound effects. You're damn right. Captain Insano says, I'm bringing the bombs to dinner. LFG. That's right, Captain Insano. I am bringing it to dinner. I'm bringing the bombs to dinner. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really ruin the vibe. Everyone's going to be, <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the guy who is, uh, you know, everyone's going, the solo guy with the couples. Christmas dinner, but I want to bring the sweater. Maybe I'm gonna get really out of hand. The women don't like me because I don't have the women with woman with me. I mean, I have a few girls. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> not to get into that, but you know what I mean. I, I mean, I, I know girls, but not girls I would like to bring to a nice formal dinner. I don't want them thinking, you know, knowing, uh, thinking, expecting that the good stuff all the time. You bring them to, you bring them to, you can't bring them to a fancy dinner for, uh, you know, one of your first dates. And then they expect that all the time. That's not, that's not how the good life works, you know, but it'll be, it'll be all the SGPN guys and their wives. Dan Marino and his, uh, really dynamic wife. Anyway, let's get into, uh, the Monday night football game tonight, which is our Philadelphia Eagles versus Seattle. Supersonic Seahawks. Uh, that's why we're doing dinner after the Eagles game, of course. The line is, see what the line is now. A lot of mystery. As Jalen Hurts has, uh, what do you have, COVID? Who knows what he's got? He has a sickness. Flying, he's flying by himself out to Seattle. The line is now four and 45, which means he probably is going to play. Uh, Geno Smith has a groin injury. They don't know when he's going to play. Both, both are questionable. A lot, of, a lot of weird things going on in Philadelphia. There, things are not looking good. They uh, they demoted their defensive coordinator and have Matt Patricia calling plays. I've oh good god, I forgot Matt Patricia's on the staff. How does he keep getting these jobs, Matt Patricia? Why is he an Eagles coach? Anyway, that's that should really help. <laughs> Darius Slay not playing will hurt. The secondary is already bad. And it's going to get even worse. So Jalen Hurts, I like it. They're going to fly Jalen Hurts by himself away from the team so he doesn't contaminate everyone. And then they're going to put him in a huddle. <laughs> they're going to go for the opposite. From, from a separate fl- plane to huddling up with other men for four hours. I like the logic behind that. Anyway, I like the under tonight either way. 
Yes, the defense is bad for Philadelphia, but I think the Philadelphia will be running the ball a lot. I think uh, that's why we're going to hit a couple props. Philly minus four. I don't know. I don't know stuff. Juke seventy two says Pete Carroll and his bubble gum noshing. The conspiracy theorist says Hermosa Beach. Hermosa Beach. Um, sublime lover. Let's get into the game. The twelfth man. Oh good God with the twelfth man. How many times? How many shots are they going to show the fish market tonight in Seattle? To how about? They should show. <laughs> that'd be hilarious if they had the fish market. They showed a fish market, but they're throwing cheesesteaks. Combine it. Because every time they go to show a game in Philly, they got to go to Pat's and Geno's. Every time there's a game in Seattle, they got to go down to the fish market and toss the fish. So toss some cheesesteaks at each other. That'd be fun. JC from KC, Ronnie Pasco. Everyone's in the chat room today. It's holiday time. It's Christmas time. I love it. JC says, so what's up, C. Jenner's Donnie, Ronnie Pasco. I haven't seen you on DJ CJ. It's the old Todd Morse. Oh, Todd Morse was Ronnie Pasco. His dang son changed his profile name. Well, I love it. I, know, I like you better as Ronnie Pasco because you're DJ Ronnie Pasco. Todd Morse. I'll give you a shout out to all the C. Jenner's. Check him out on Music Mix, which is the uh, music app for DJs. He would always send us good compilations. Um, anyway, so Eagles need to bounce back win. I think you you are buying low on Eagles. I'm not sure if I want to lay four with them. I like the under more. But let's get into the uh, couple props for you real quick. I think DK Metcalf on Seattle side will have a nice uh, have a nice game. His prop is 62 and a half yards. So he should go over that. And anytime touchdown is plus 150. I like both of those for DK Metcalf. And like I said, I think Philly's going to run the ball. Maybe not as much so with Hurts since he's a little sick. Who knows what sickness he is. But I do think it's a DeAndre Swift type of game that he hasn't been going off in a while. He's at 62 and a half, 100 plus 140 touchdown. So let's take both those overs and let's do what we did last week, which we hit on Monday night. Let's parlay the touchdowns. DeAndre Swift touchdown, DK Metcalf touchdown. Parlay together. That's five to one. Bomb it. I also like Kenneth Gainwell over 12 and a half yards. So it's three props. DK Metcalf, DeAndre Swift, and Kenneth Gain. Kenneth Gainwell, you can get in one shot. No big deal. Over rushing. I think it's going to be a big rushing game for uh, Philadelphia tonight. And Seattle is going to get their sooty air. Even, even if it is Drew Locke, it doesn't matter. DK Metcalf will get this. DK Metcalf. Um, I talked about this last week when he played San Francisco. He does a thing now where he scores a touchdown. You know why he's going to score a touchdown tonight? So they can profile how he does the celebrations and sign language. That's his thing this year. He learned sign language, which is cool. Very cool. Very, the deaf community need to be need to be heard, if you will, as the young kids say. The blind people need to be seen. I feel heard. But deaf people actually do need to be heard. Um, <laughs> so DK Metcalf will score a touchdown, do a sign language. What if he's signing uh, just horrible things? No one would know. And if the deaf community knew, they're not going to tell anyone. First of all, we wouldn't hear him. <laughs> we would hear him. They'd write it out. They can write. They're not illiterate. If anything, they're smarter than us. Um, but that's the thing. Sign language became a big thing during COVID, too, because every press conference, like a mayor would give out an update, a health update. They would need someone doing sign language. And what we learned really quickly is not a lot of people know sign language. And also not a lot of people can call people, other ones out for 
doing it incorrectly. So there's some hilarious people who just fake their job because they're not even getting paid. They're getting paid like 50 bucks. Like, yeah, I know sign language. And they're just fucking. (laughs) They look like they're at a rave. They're just going, jerk off motions and shit. I mean, anyway. So DK Metcalf will score and he'll sign. He'll sign off. This game sucks. Get me out of Seattle. My coach is a conspiracy theorist and absolutely crazy. Anyway, look at him. Look at the chat room popping up. Loving the live chat. As people keep piling in, um, you guys came in for a great show because we have, uh, we're going to recap the action and the bombs and picks. Uh, and we got a man in the box and a bet detective. But first, let me tell you, Ooh, I'm going to pull up. I want to show you something here. I got to tell you about prize picks and I'll do it with a window thing that you get to look at. There it is. Look at that. All right. Uh, prize picks is fantasy. Yeah, I should probably just read it right off here. It's fantasy football, but it's like, you know, done right. That's not, that's not, I hate the prize picks fucking ad read. I shouldn't, I should probably not tell the company that it's daily fantasy sports made easy. I just don't make the ad read easy. Um, so you can play along tonight's game, Seattle, Philadelphia, pick a couple players from both sides of the team. Parlay together like I already gave them to you. I already gave you DK Metcalf higher than 62 and a half yards. DeAndre Swift higher than 62 and a half. Toss in Kenneth Gainwell 12 and a half. That's three, six to one. Plays out amazing. Um, you can play along other celebrities in the community play like Meek Mill and Andrew Schultz. Meek Mill just got a prison reform thing where he was crying. Philadelphia dreams and nightmares guy who uh, his, his song dreams and nightmares became the theme song for the Eagles, which I always thought was a bit odd. I mean, I love it. It's great. It's hard, but it's just so it, what I thought was odd. was like, it got so big that all fans were singing Meek Mill. See like 60 year old guys like Sal from Fishtown going, if you ain't about this murder game, bitch, shut the F up. Like, Whoa, Jesus. All right. Anyway, love Meek Mill. But you can play along with him in prize picks. And you can do a, re- uh, they have a reboot policy. The only, only daily fantasy sports platform that has an injury insurance policy. I won't name a player. But let's say you take one of those guys I mentioned and they get injured or, or someone else, you know. You get rebooted. It's not like real football. It's like real football. That's what I hate about fantasy football. You can play or get hurt. Like, that's it. All right. You have 10 guys now. Well, I don't get them replaced. Nope. That's it. You lose. Not with prize picks. They reboot them. So insurance anyway. So what you do is you go to prizepicks.com, the backslash SGPN, use code SGPN for a first deposit, match up to hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com backslash SGPN code SGPN. Oh man. That was, uh, that was something. And we're back. That was a long garbled ad read so much that half the listeners went out and I get it. Anyway, let's talk about some of the games that occurred over the weekend before we get into any of the Christmas songs. The biggest game of course was Buffalo and Dallas Buffalo beat the living bejesus off Dallas. We're cereal. Now cereal love pop coming in when Cowboys beat the Eagles on that. But how about them Cowboys now? That's all right. Um, Cowboys just not good on the road. That was that was brief. I, I I tweeted out. I don't know if it was, 
Trayvon Diggs needs to get up out of there. I want Trayvon Diggs tweeted that Stefan Diggs needs to get up out of Buffalo. These Bills, they're hilarious. They're they might be the best team in football, and they, they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, they can. I have a ticket on them to make the playoffs a plus three fifty that I took a couple weeks ago, but like they lose every single tiebreaker. Their best chance is to win a division, which I'm I'm can't believe I didn't take. They were at ten to one to like two weeks ago because no one thought Miami was going to lose to Tennessee. Um, but these Bills are just, they're steamrolling teams. They didn't even throw the ball yesterday. They just ran right through it. James Cook, I got 170 yards. You know, so I hate, listen, and I hate the Cowboys just like the next red-blooded American. But what I don't like is how the sports media and the sports media, like ESPN, Skip Bayless on Fox, whatever, Stephen A, they capitalize so much in the Cowboys where, like, they troll them or they're fans of them, where, like, like, oh, what's he going to say when the Cowboys lose? And it's some awful video. It's so forced and it's ridiculous. Skip Bayless does these little playhouse things where he throws his jersey in the trash can in the kitchen, and it's so childish and fake. Like, who the fuck is this for? It's, like, the most obvious troll job of like trying to instigate something. Oh, that's it. I've had enough. I'm a fan who likes to take Dak Prescott stinks. Like what are you eight years old? Eight years old and makes a hundred million dollars by doing this shit. Anyway. Um, it is fantasy football playoff time. That's why I was going to bring up the worst person in gambling, but So people that Dak Prescott, people wanted him to MVP and CD Lamb. I need three points from. I might as well bring it up. I need three points from Devontae Smith tonight. How about this for the worst person in gambling? I'm gonna block. I mean, I might lock in the camera. This is an old segment I used to do. Worst person in gambling. I'm in a league with gamblers from old poker buddies. I'm locking in for this. And this is what this guy did. I'm in a game versus, versus, speaking of trolls, versus the troll of the league. Me versus this guy. Everyone wants me to win. So much that he had Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and it didn't look like he was going to win. And he still might not. I need three points from Devontae Smith. But I was going to win. He was posting, like, these Deion Sanders, like, uh, memes all year. Like, we coming, we coming with Coach Prime. And then it looked like it was go- things were going bad for him. With an entire fourth quarter to play, this other guy, who's not in the game at all, he, but he wants to see him lose, posts a fucking meme about Dion saying, yeah, we're coming next year, like jinxing, like acting like the game's over. There's a whole quarter to go. It's not, he's not involved in the game. Don't mush my fucking game just because you want to see him win. And I get it. You want to do your bit with the Deion Sanders meme. I, I want to do it too. Okay. You're an amateur at that too, because you need to, you need to have timing. You need to wait till it's over, and it needs to be good. It wasn't even that good. So not only did he take my joke, he took my he might have taken my victory away from him. If Devontae Smith has to get points from Mariota tonight, who knows? See, it doesn't even matter if I win. The point is, that's not your battle to pick. Stay your lane. If you want to mush yourself, mush yourself. If you want to try to reverse mush by being my opponent, by saying, congrats, bro, you won, bro, knowing you're trying to do a reverse jinx, okay, that's sleazy, but it's still allowed. But to be a railbird, to come in, no, 
That is not your place. That is not your place, Brad. All right. Back to the wide angle. <laughs> Third party mush. It's right. And if you're not, if you're not in the hand, like in poker, you don't induce action. You don't give table talk and advice. You got people telling them to set their lineups in the group chat. Oh, oh, you're not involved in this. He doesn't need to know that AJ Dillon's got a broken hand. Although, how do you, how do you, I, I know that uh, AJ Dillon was a game time decision. They said with a broken hand, but come on, he has a broken hand. He's not going to play. I'm no expert, but uh, you can't have a broken hand and hold on to the football. <laughs> Freaking Brad is right, Ronnie Pascal. Insane. He mushed my game. And of course, as soon as that happened, CeeDee Lamb gets a reverse for a touchdown. The, the only Cowboy damn touchdown of the game, a handoff to see. Thank God it wasn't a pass. Gosh, and it'll, it'll really bug me if I, if I, Devontae Smith doesn't get three points tonight. Of course, I benched Jaden Reed for Acne. And, I mean, I benched, I benched Reed for, yeah, Acne for Miami or Garrett Wilson. I, I knew Garrett Wilson would be a fucking. It's not his fault. Garrett Wilson, I don't blame you for what happened. First of all, it was bad weather. You had, who knows who he had throwing you the goddamn ball. And that's why we put him in the bathroom, Captain Insano says, to bring back my old Bronx tail talk. Put him in the bathroom. I know. I went off on Bronx tail recently. I put that online. I thought, because uh, I said it was a little overrated, which it is overrated. I still like it, but it's just over it with all the sayings, the mush, and the gender, they're ripping up their tickets. Ah, oh, mush, spit on this horse, rip up your tickets. No one's ripping up their tickets just because mush, but I get it. Anyway. Um, Ronnie Pasco says, I need a real man. I got it. I got a real one. You talking about this one, Ronnie Pasco? SGPN presents Real Men of d Real Men of d <laughs> We salute you. Me, that's what I'm supposed to say. Mush guy, third party, table talk, inducing guy, worst part of gamblers. Uh, oh man. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that clip just for the group group chat, which is also inescapable too. We're in a group chat in that league. One guy's got a fucking droid, ruins everything. So I can't even put the video in there. It'll come out all blurry. I feel for him. I felt I, I was also a droid guy my entire life because I was like, ah, it's a better operating system. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. You conform. All right. And now they're actually, now they're making progress where they're finally, because it's, it's not like they didn't have the technology with the blue dot, green dot shit, because you're a social leper if you're that damn green dot or whatever. The pettiness between those two, droid, Apple, and droid. But anyway, there's, I think the government actually had to be like, step in. Come on. Can't even send messages. But anyway, I'll cut that clip up and put it on there. Um, where was I? <laughs> Speaking of math and fantasy and one of the, we had the, Ram, I took the Rams late. First of all, the bombs, the, the bombs went f- uh, four and one. The bombs are hot. The bombs in the contest, circa cop million. You look it up, man in a box. We are 20 games over 500. 
Our record is what the hell? Let me find the record. Our record is in our last six weeks, we are 23 and seven. I mean, we we have a good time here, see Jenners, but I'm giving out straight up bomb winners. 23 and 70 NFL. That's unheard of. Actually, it's pretty heard of. And uh, if you, I barely, I'm not even in the money yet. That's how impossible this contest is. Anyway, um, but we had the Rams. I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked. <laughs> not yet, Ron. Not yet, Ron Rivera. Not Ron Pasco, who's in the, who's in the uh, chat room. Uh, the Rams, who I love, they're line, my, minus six and a half when I got nervous. They were smoking Washington all game. It was 28-7. It was about to be 35-7. Uh, Puka dropped the touchdown. Stafford threw it right to him. Puka dropped it. He would have ran in for an easy 20-yard touchdown. Uh, no big deal. Whatever. He drops the ball. They're up 28-7. It's all fun and games. And then they missed the field goal. Nah, that's not good. A field goal would have locked up the cover. Because now they put in they put in Jacoby Brissett for Sam Howell. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. Because Jacoby Brissett's an actual reasonable NFL quarterback with a lot of weapons, and he finds Terry McLaurin immediately. Touchdown right down the field. Now it's 28-14. Boom. Three and out. They get the ball back. Now they're driving again. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. Because if the if the if the the red commanders score now, they'll pull within depends on who you are, seven or possibly six. Because that's all the new rage. If you're down 14 and you score a touchdown in the fourth quarter, you go for two. We just saw it work um with Tennessee and Miami on Monday night a week ago. You go for two. If you make it, then you're down six, and then you score a touchdown seven, and you win in regulation. If you miss it, the math says you'll make the second one anyway, so you're not really missing anything. And the whole the whole uh, basis of it is, is that you don't want to go to overtime, especially on the road, and if you're the worst team and have to deal with all that. You want to try to win it in regulation. Now, as Washington's driving down to score again, they have Ron River had an amazing clock management. It was just insane. They had eight chances from the goal line with a penalty and interference, and they finally got it in on eighth and goal. I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be a nightmare of a backdoor cover by Washington. The only question is, does Ron Rivera know to go for two here? I'm I'm betting that he doesn't. And they go, he sends out the extra point team. I'm excited. Like, here we go. He's going to, this idiot's going to kick it. And then you see, you see an assistant coach, some coach explaining to Ron Rivera what, first of all, what sabermetrics is, what math is, and why they should go for two. And Rivera's just staring at him like, what? He, like, he was just speaking the Chinese fucking alphabet. Like, what are you talking about? I have no, why? You can you, you see him mouth the words, why? Why would I go for two? Ron, tr- trust me, rocking chair, Ron. Oh, Riverboat Ron. I love when I call him Riverboat Ron. He went for one-fourth down 20 years ago, and I call him Riverboat Ron ever since. I'm the- Guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. 
That was him after Carson Wentz when he's trying to defend it. I looked at analytics. I pulled out the paper. Well, which is it? Was it analytics or paper? Because people who look at analytics don't look at paper. I look at paper. I'm the analog guy. Just like you, Ron. Hey, Ron, you're supposed to go for two or you're going to kick? I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. Yeah, no. Uh, he went and kicked the extra point. And it got blocked just for sweet irony. <laughs> and they lost by eight. Rams got the cover, and it was beautiful. Little riverboat Ron. Rocking chair Ron, I believe one of you guys caught him there. Hey, Lane Elliott, welcome to the chat. Says he generally unites. Eric Turman says riverboat Ron. I know. He went for one fourth down years and years ago. Okay. Um, There were Saturday games. I should talk about them as well. Speaking of fantasy advice, in the other league, I lost my quarterback, Justin Herbert, and I traded Stafford away as a backup. I re regretted that one a little bit. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. Uh, so I had to pick up garbage, and I picked up Mitch. I couldn't decide between Mitch Trubisky, and which is bad enough, and uh, fucking Nick Mullins. I had Nick Mullins. I had took him. I added them both. I played Nick Mullins and then Kramer over here. Kramer dog convinced me to go with Trubisky. That's the thing with fantasy advice. Never ask for fantasy advice. It can only, it never give fantasy advice. It can only go bad. If, if it goes well, no one's going to No one's going to thank you or commend you. If it only goes bad, then they'll blame you. I don't blame him. I mean, I took, but I tell you what, and, and Trubisky did get two touchdowns. I'll give him that. Well, when they yanked it for Mason Rudolph, I was literally yelling at Tomlin, come on, Tomlin, give Mitch another chance. Give Mitch another chance. He should have pulled him a, a long time ago. <laughs> like he wasn't, it's obviously his fault. I had, I had resting Mitch face, if you will, but I'm going to actually win in that league. So they're giving Tomlin shit for wearing that shirt, that woke shirt. Oh, the no, no shit you want coaching because you're, you're too busy being with your woke shirt. Keep politics out of the football. You should be grateful. His shirt said like freedom and equality. What, what is woke? What, what, what politics? What word are you against? What political? I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Fucking equality. Keep your politics out of this. <laughs> That's right, JC. The pen, the paper, the passion. I bring the paper and the passion here. I'm the guy the that clipboards. pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And Indianapolis beat the living shit out of the Steelers. After the Steelers were gifted those fucking points. I can't wait to cut Mitch Trubisky in that league. Eric Turman is in that league, so I don't care if you hear that information. Go ahead and get ready to pounce on him if you want. <laughs> uh, other Saturday games, there was that Cincinnati game too. Uh, Nick Mullins looked good, even though he did throw a couple picks. How about I like how about Jake Br uh, Browning? It was a revenge game for Jake Browning. We we found out no one else knew it was a revenge game. Yeah, Jake Browning used to play for Minnesota Scout team, did he? Okay. Yeah, and Irv Smith, he he used to play for the. Okay, great. Yeah, a lot of you know who has a lot of revenge games? Bad football players because they get cut by bad by by a lot of teams and traded. 
and Browning won. Good for him. They had, they, had a, they had a great comeback. Can't take it out away from him. He had a couple luck box passes, though. I wonder Tyler Boyd just somehow got through there and, and fucking T. Higgins made an amazing play. He's like, you should have cut me. Eh, all right. Well, okay. Man, maybe in retrospect, we could have used you as our third string quarterback at this point as we're done, but you're just as good as Nick Mullins. <laughs> oh, man. Revenge game for Jake Browning. He used to be the third stringer there. Now he's a second stringer here. What's Trent Dilfer? I'm, I got I got Dundee's uh, soundboard. Modern day game does not impress me. <laughs> it's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarter. Trent Dilfer, hilarious. Lane Elliott says Zacchaeus anytime touchdown tonight. Zach, we're a little late, Lane Elliott. My, my, my Monday night bombs I gave out. I'll recap it. DK Metcalf touchdown. DeAndre Swift touchdown. You parlay them. That's five to one. They're both at plus 150. Anyway. Um, all right. I need to get to an ad read. Jesus Louise. And when we come back, I'll recap some of the other games. So some of the losses. Those are wins and some of those losses. And then we got a couple men in a box and a bet detective coming your way. That'll be fun. But first, I need to tell you about game time. What would you people do if you didn't hear me telling you about game time? You wouldn't know where to get tickets, would you? Ever. On the date, not the day of, that's for sure. That's when you do with game time. If you need tickets, you go day of. Like if you wanted to go to the Rose Bowl or the L.A. Bowl on Saturday, presented by Gronk and Starlight Productions or some ridiculous company, you go day of the game. The closer you go to the day of the game, and you get cheaper tickets. It's amazing. I, I wanted to go UCLA Boise State. I wanted to see Boise State's second string quarterback and UCLA's third string quarterback. How am I going to get tickets? How am I going to get in the hot tub with Gronk in LA and party? Because he loves the party. I go to Game Time app. You download it. You get look for the tickets in your area. You create an account. Use code C. CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Time supply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. You download the Game Time app. You get your last tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Even makes a perfect holiday gift. And we're back. On the bottom line, bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the Bet Detective. I love this fucking chat today. Well, he's, the C block is absolutely lit up to to earth degree, fifth degree, ninth degree. What does that even mean? Degree. Let me let me get some comments. I can't all these comments coming through the chat. I like to put you guys up on the screen. Right, Pascal says he wish he could bet the ESPN show in the fish at the Pike Place. Just playing some grunge. Grunge music is a good call. I said Ronnie Pascal. They're going to show the fish market, but they should be showing tossing cheesesteaks. You know, combine the Pats and Geno's of Phillies game, toss cheesesteaks of Phillies with flannel grunge and Rocky. Have 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 Rocky running around the the downtown Seattle area in flannel. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. I love one of those stats. Like, uh, um, if Kurt Cobain was alive today, he'd be 53. 
Also, he'd be the first rock singer to have a number one album with a hole in his head because he shot himself with a shotgun and he'd be alive. Wouldn't that be weird? Anyway. <laughs> Lane Elliott. Yeah, stop trying to climb the fence, sneak into the game, download the game time app. How about the Cowboys? That They, they got caught for that. Uh, a ticket vendor. Before we get into these games, a ticket vendor in Dallas got in trouble for letting people in, but for just giving them cash. That's that's the, I hated that story. Who for who the fuck's diming this guy out? Why are we setting up? You know, the bet detective doesn't would never be on that case. I miss those days. You can't do that shit anymore. That used to be par for the course. You duke the guy a Finsky or twenty skiing, he lets you in. That's what going to the game's all about. You don't need the tickets. You can get in. Now everything's like, oh, out of my hands. Like everything's micromanaged. Everyone's got to be scanning a code on your phone. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, you can't hustle anymore like that. That's ridiculous. I don't like that. All right. Our one loss, our one loss that we had uh, to recap was Tennessee. I knew it was bad. It just looked bad. Tennessee versus Houston. We're laying two. We got a good number. One off going off at three, they lost in overtime. They're up 13 nothing. They had Case Keenum quarterback, and for God's sakes. And they scored uh, three points after that. They lost 19 16. Just insane game going on there. It was crazy. I mean, whatever. You're gonna lose, you're gonna lose some games. What happened in that game? There was a punt. It was all punts. They were terrible. There was a 15-yard penalty they didn't call. Then there was a holding call like the, the, on a punt where like the guy just grabbed the center for no reason, where they would have had the ball in the 40. And then Vrabel. Vrabel makes some insane. Vrabel is like, he's like a Ron Rivera that no one criticizes for some reason somehow because he won years ago. And he's just, because he because he doesn't let his players quit. And then they, they quit. He's in overtime. He lets the clock run to the two-minute warning. And then he punts. What are you doing? Well, we're kind of playing for a tie, but we're not playing for a lost tie. Anyway, awful loss. They had an interception ripped out of his hands. Case Keenum. I don't want to talk about that game. But now, Houston tied for first place with the Colts and the Jaguars because the Jaguars got fucking smoked. The Jaguars were hilarious last night. I had an assessment. Baltimore's good, but... I mean, good Lord. Jacksonville missed two field goals. Then Trevor Lawrence just threw the, he threw the ball like it was fixed. Like Ronnie Harmon, that 084 Rose Bowl. He went to go slide. He went, wow, what's going on? He just like tossed the ball up in the air. They were like a whole bowl on a ham sandwich. They were going hard. And um, so that was at least nine points there. Then before halftime, they throw the ball all the way to the five yard line. And instead of spiking, he wants to run a play. Okay. You want to run a play? Maybe toss in the end zone. Now I'll do a two yard out and then we'll go to halftime. All right. I'm thinking, uh, Doug Peterson might be dumb. Not sure. Trevor Lawrence certainly is. They had Trevor Lawrence has that dumb, dumb, dull, weird, Christian, transparent, fucking look on his face like oh you are vaping you are just vapid vaping <laughs> who's dumb now me i'm dumb 
I'm just hitting buttons. It's kind of like uh, watching your mother-in-law go off a cliff in a Cadillac. <laughs> you know, you got mixed feelings. Now that means he might like the mother-in-law. Who knows? The Cadillac is a good, is a great thing. You know, uh, but yeah, I think Doug Peterson and Lawrence are just dumb. They're a dumb, dumb coach quarterback duo that are perfect for each other. People are like, yeah, I got rid of Peterson. No, they should just be together for the next eight years and be dumb nine and seven. Just bizarre decisions. Lane Ailey said, no, D. Henry touchdown game was at 130. Yeah, that was a bad beat. I mean, he was he looked awful. He had like 12 yards. He looks old sometimes. He usually dominates Houston. Um, let's see. What other games we have here? DeVito loss. They got it. The New York Giants to lose. The agent wearing all green because he was in the Italian American Hall of Fame. He got in the New York, the Jersey Italian American Hall of Fame. He got in the Chicago Italian. How many Italian American Hall of Fames are there? And they're at Rinaldi's down on 13th Street. Anyone can make an Italian Hall of Fame. I mean, you can make any Hall of Fame. But the Italian hatred, my God. It's hilarious. People hated the story. I get it. The Saints, the coaches were all going, Mwah! they're doing the Mount Mocking the DeVito celebration. I get it. We got sick. Of, they got sick of seeing. We get sick of seeing anybody. Like, get the fuck out of here. Congratulations, Saints. You, 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 had a, you had your first good half of football in six weeks. And they're going to celebrate beating up on the Giants in the fucking. I mean, that was bound to happen. I would have taken the same. If I just trusted the Saints more, I would have taken them as a play because they, I mean, you knew DeVito was going to fall on his face after that. I bought them Giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. <laughs> That's old Uncle Kevo. I got to give him a call for speaking of which. I'll, have, I'll give him a call for Christmas. But my God, they love mocking DeVito. Ah, fuck your culture. Like I said, we, everyone, we, Italians and Irish are like the last cultures we can still make fun of openly and they won't care. So we just, everyone just pours on all the shit they hold back from other cultures. Nah, what are you saying? Nah, you possible. Every every Italian impression starts off with the, the the voice and then it just goes into food orders. Ah, for marinara, chicken masala, and yeah, DeVito went back to being DeVito. They're like, oh, the book is out on DeVito. The Italian book, the Italian, the menu's out on DeVito. You know what I mean? Listen, he he was he was terrible when he first came in. He's won a couple games. He won one game like ten to seven versus the Patriots. Tommy Cutlets. And I love Tommy Cutlets. I got feel like I gotta defend him, but I mean I'm I'm I for one listen, I know any, any big Dom is out. All the Italians came and they left. Big Dom security, he can't run security no more. I think Big Dom, the Eagle security guy who got in a fight, he should now run. He's now not allowed on the sideline anymore for Philly. That's just punishment. He should do security for the DeVito family exclusively, you know? Combine it. DeVito's and the Doms, you know? I was getting a little sick of it too, but uh, you know what I'm sick of? It's just like the Taylor Swift thing. When sports reporters and the national media starts getting involved, like, ah, they, they, they 
they catch on late and, and they all do the same fucking joke. They all do, ah, fuck. They're like that scene in Donnie Brasco where um, that was them interviewing DeVito after the game. That scene in Donnie Brasco when they're like, the FBI guys are asking them what, how forget about it, what forget about it means, you know? Now, is it forget about it or forget about it? And what are you forgetting about, Tommy? Tommy, did you forget about the playbook or did you forget about it? Hey, Tommy, Tommy, what is it? Is, did, did you forget the Saints play defense or did you forget about it? He's like, uh, yeah, no, they, yeah, they had a good D-line. I know, but come on, say forget about it. That's just Tyrod Taylor came in because he got hurt for a couple plays and he was he was fine. Tyrod Taylor and I was like, get him the fuck out of there. We don't want the Giants to win. We just want the veto. And Saints uh, Rocket. So I will be looking to fade the Saints next week as they play the LA Rams. Who won with that Ron Math? Um, anyway, where are we at? Jeez Louise, we're running a little late here. Um, let's see what. Any other games you guys want to talk about? The Bears and Browns. Good Lord, the Bears should have won that game. Joe Flacco was bad and good. Robert Tanya with a huge fucking drop. And then a Hail Mary drop. Fields tripped. There was a lot of other plays. There was a fourth and one where Justin Fields just tripped, and they would have got it. But the Browns are another one I want to fade. I'm like, oh, this Joe we're wacko for Flacco. Okay. They're complete fucking luck boxing, too. Whatever. We'll see. I do like ripping on Mooney for not catching that Hail Mary. He was falling backwards. I mean, it did. It looked easy, but, I mean, you make it easy. Roddy Pasco says, Big Dom should disguise himself in flannel tonight. That'd be hilarious. He could, like, what was that band, Tad? <laughs> Remember that grunge band, Tad? The guy weighed, like, 400 pounds. They had, like, uh, he's out there, like, chopping trees. They put, like, they're, like, Back when uh, the grunge alternative music was like all the scene, then they were making them do photo shoots. So Tad, they were like 400 pounds around the woods with an axe. Like, yeah, I've never chopped a tree in my life. I like that band, Tad. That's what Big Dom could do. I like that call. Um, other than that, Detroit destroyed Denver. That was fun. How about Sean Payton yelling at, uh, Russell Wilson. People were demanding an apology. That was that was such a hilarious series of events. Denver Denver looked like they scored two plays in a row if they just challenge it. Peyton doesn't challenge. Second down, touchdown, no challenge. Third down, touchdown, no challenge. And then a fourth. Then 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 there was an off ridiculous offensive offsides call. And then he just yells at Russell Wilson like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> Oh man, Gabarabagos. Kansas City won. Taylor Swift meme. They booed Taylor Swift. Then they cheered for him. So I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel bad for Taylor Swift now. It's like, what? Well, they're sick of you at football games. She's like, I don't know when they're showing me on camera. It's like, I mean, of course they're gonna show me. I'm Taylor Swift, but I'm just going to the game in a booth. You want me to sit out in the public? If I, if you wanted me to be a, a distraction, I'd go out and sit in the public. You imagine that? Taylor Swift just sat in the 50-yard line. Everyone just swarmed to her, and that'd be fucking hilarious. Anyway. I'm looking at some of these uh, sound bites on Colby's... Uh,
soundboard here. A lot of them are fun. I mean, obviously, there's the like that and the football weather. There was some bad weather out there. And the weather here today at Notre Dame Stadium, in a word, it is cold, but it is football weather. The temp- I don't want to go through all that. San Francisco destroyed Arizona like they did. Brock Purdy is now the MVP favorite. This is Brock Purdy from Iowa State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. He's the MVP favorite, but people don't want to give it to him because he sounds like that. Is this Brock Purdy? I threw four touchdowns and uh, threw All-American. They're like, oh, he's got, he's got all town. You can put anyone in there. All right. That might be kind of true. But every MVP, I mean, he 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 has less yak yards, yards after catch from his receivers, than the last three MVPs, Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, both seasons. That's just a little nugget for you. Not that I'm a fucking Brock Purdy fan or hater. I don't care. I don't care either way. Iowa State Cyclone. Good for him. Um, but yeah, he's gonna get the MVP because it goes to a quarterback. Even though McCaffrey probably does deserve it. Or Tyreek Hill. Although Miami won without Tyreek Hill yesterday. And I, I tell you what, I, I tell you what I'm also done with. Shots of the Miami ownership doing the waddle dance every time Jalen Waddle scores. Ah, waddle, waddle, waddle. I don't like watching billionaires do fun cutesy dance. I don't like it. Anyway. Let's get to the box. I'm already get, I'm already getting upset. Curb, you're upsetting. Curb, you're upsetting. Is that a show from Larry David? Probably not. Anyway, let's go to the box. I am the man in the box. I didn't know what I wanted to um, talk about for this uh, segment here. First, I wanted to do a bet detective. We're going to talk some music. Over the weekend, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Icon, legend. Obviously, the highest point scorer ever, right, in NBA? Or LeBron pass him? I forget. LeBron passed Kareem just recently. Anyway, he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Little fucking icon. Karate movies with Bruce Lee, for God's sakes. And he's a writer now. He's an activist. He's everything. He's great. Everyone loves Kareem. Not everyone, but. He recently broke his hip. I think he's 76. So there's reports on that. He's going to be fine, they say. Hopefully, I guess, get well soon. Kareem, obviously. Um, but what, I, what was weird was like, uh, he said he was at a dancing, I guess, at a concert in LA where he fell and broke his hip and they brought him to a hospital. Okay. He's a big music guy. He's got a whole thing with vinyls and shit like that. But I'm like, what concert? Report the fucking concert. What concert was Kareem at? You know, where he's breaking his hip and it's unknown. They won't, they can't report it. Why? Why is this a mystery? Is it embarrassing? So the bet detective went on it. I went down, I'm going to live in Los Angeles. I went over, I went down the list of concerts that were available that played on Friday. It was Friday night, December 15th. And I got it down to three. All right. See, generous. You might have to be on this. What concert? Was Basketball Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at in Los Angeles at age 76? And first of all, I love when they put the, the number on the ticker of the, the age they are in comma, like they died. Isn't it always weird? Like Max Scherzer, 39, plans on re-signing with the Astros. Like, what? why did you 
whoever he was with, Texas Rangers. Why, why did you put 39 like he's dead? Like when I put that age with the comments, that's what you do when someone dies. Not if they're like looking for a contract or whatever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 76, was at a concert. Anyway. Speaking of deaths, uh, RIP to Eric Montrose. Died 51. Cancer. That's how you'd write a headline. Okay? Eric Montrose, 51, comma, dead from cancer. That tells you everything you need to know. You see the age, you know he died, and you know how he died. I hate when some fucking uh <laughs> I'm cursing for no reason. I hate when someone when they'll have a death and they they don't tell you how he died. How'd he die? Because because these questions are gonna come up. Same thing with this Kareem. What concert was he at? Just fill in the blanks so I can move on. I'm reading this article about his hip, but what concert was this? Matthew Perry died. How did he die? He came out yesterday, he was on drugs. No shit. Oh, he didn't drown in a hot tub. Remember that Jim Carrey sketch in Saturday Night Live when he was the lifeguard for a hot tub? That's funny. Will Ferrell was in there. Um, he was the host. Host, I don't know. Anyway. But, but first, like, no, no, he, he just drowned. No drugs. He says, nope, no, we don't know. Well, we know. But I hate, too, that it comes up on Facebook. R.I.P. How'd he die? The whole time. How did he die? Just tell me. Well, the family wants to keep it. Keep it a secret. It's going to come out. Being selfish bastards with your morning. Like my friend Kenny DeForest, RIP. God bless him. He died in a horrible accident. It's very sad to say, but he, you know how he died. All right? It was a bike accident. Well, details are sketchy. Anyway, either way, where was I? Bet Detective, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Three concerts I got it down to. Now there's Ron Marciano, the, the, the alchemist. At the Regent Theater and Ronnie Pasco, I might need your help. You're the DJ here. Alchemist, uh, that's like a indie hip hop guy, right? He's like a he's a good rapper. I don't know if I don't know if Cream does that. Cream Cream has those um Bill Cosby vibes. Not not the uh, Bill Cosby as in date rape vibe. I know I know it's hard to bring up a Bill Cosby reference with not mention date rape. It's like talking about OJ and running through the airport. Yeah, it's not really what OJ is known for. But before that, actually what stemmed, what created the whole Bill Cosby thing, story to come out um, was he used to be like, uh, he would look down upon uh, black youth for like wearing their pants baggy and he was being real that shit. I think Kareem kind of has those vibes a little bit. And then uh, my good friend Hannibal Burris put out a, a bit, a bit about it and that started the whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> Let me play some. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is not Alchemist. This is LOB. Lords of Brooklyn. But I can't see Kareem vibing to this at the Regent Theater. I don't have the right to play the Alchemist, okay? I probably don't have the right to play this. But they wouldn't mind. Hmm. Even though Alchemist is a positive, intelligent hip hop. I can see Kareem uh, sky hooking his way through that. Let me turn that off. It 
Second one, Billy Gibbons' birthday jam at the Troubadour. Now this one is a this one is a little underdog. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Oh, they love talking about the guitars. It's, it's, it's Billy Gibbons and fa- and and friends' birthday jam. I saw ZZ Top a couple years ago recently. They're funny. They 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 phone it. They just do shows. They are pros who do shows. I love that one credit he has. He's Jimi Hendrix's favorite guitarist. They've been saying that for fifty years. Is that the true? First of all, Jimi Hendrix was on heroin. He might have said anything. All right, I'm going to hold you to that, Jimi Hendrix. You're, I'm your favorite guitarist. Sure, if you want to go with that. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's going to be my only credit. I mean, there was Easy Top. It's Easy Top. They had, but they got hits because they said Jimi Hendrix is a they're fucking. Another one is Billy Elish at the Forum. Now nah, he was definitely not a Billy Elish at the Forum. What's up with Billy Elish? She just came out and Vanity Fair, or Vanity Fair outed her and she was upset about that. She's like, I thought everyone knew. I like girls. Well, no, we didn't. We didn't, we didn't want you to be. Ronnie Pass goes on it. He was at the Manhattan Transfer Concert, a jazz R&B group. Now that makes sense. Ronnie, DJ Ronnie Pasco, thank you for coming through for the Bet Detective and the C-Generates. I'm so glad we called SOS. RAC is the coldest. <laughs> I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. Fantastic work, Ronnie Pasco. I love you, DJ Ron. So there it was. Of course, he was at a jazz R&B group. Now, that must have been heavy on the R&B if you're dancing and breaking your hip. Light on the jazz. Skyhook and Kareem. Speaking of which, not maybe it was a Christmas concert. People, you have a few more eggnogs come Christmas season. And when when Kareem falls, he, that's a long way to go down. So that's great. Thank you very much, Ron Pasco. We solved it. There it is. I got boots on the ground. Jazz R and B. We should break that story because right now it's still like a secret out there. Very important stuff. <laughs> John Tesh approves. <laughs> of course, the old. What did I do with that? That's my old. That's that's when I want to do my old hazy, uh, perky, pecky, zippy tragedy news. Yeah, tragic news. Basketball legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, seventy-six years old, shatters his hip. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going to have to wrap this show up. Speaking of music, a lot of Christmas music going on. I'll, I'll finish on this. Then we got to go, guys. Then we got to go, guys. Great show today, everybody. Says me, the man in the box. I'm telling myself it was a great show. Usually other people are supposed to tell you that. But I, I go ahead. Why, why wait for compliments when I can compliment myself? Uh, make sure you give me a follow on the Instagram or Twitter. CJ Sullivan was taking Instagram. Uh, at CJ Sullivan underscore on X. Subscribe to the YouTube. Hit the like button on this YouTube, everyone. The thumbs up. I don't even care if you do like it. Just hit the fucking thumbs up. That's why I'll get the algorithm kicking. I guess it helps. I don't know. Who knows? Make sure you subscribe. Tell 50,000 of your friends. Leave a five-star review, and you can get a new, I mean, I have a Bet Detective shirt, which in the merchandise store, SGPN merch store, Man in the Box shirt, Bottom Line Bomb shirt, 
The best review, I already gave one out to JC from KC for the most watched during the year. But I'm also going to give a new Bet Detective shirt for the best, best review. I know, mashing at a jazz concert. I get it, though. Get away from that Christmas music. What's the worst Christmas? I heard they played John Lennon's today. The so this is Christmas. Time of war. Let's hope this is a good one without any fear. This new year. Like, Jesus Christ, John. Cheer the fuck up. It's Christmas. Now we know why you got shot. You're so depressing. Yes, it's wartime, and I know there's war in the Middle East. But come on, we're getting some eggnog, baby. <laughs> yeah, that Lennon Christmas, of course. Not everyone has to do a Christmas song. I like when people stay true to Earth One. They like slutting it up to like Santa and mommy and all that shit. I heard one the other night, Bon Jovi. You ever hear Bon Jovi's backdoor Santa or something? I'm like, come on, John. John, tone it down, John Bond. Backdoor Santa. All right. What are you talking about? Are you talking about anal sex? Jesus. Go down your chimney, John Bond. John Bond. Back when they were just having all the sex in the 80s, those hair bands. That's all they did was have sex and awful, awful guitar chords. <laughs> Juke72 says, I want to hit Bahamas for Christmas. Worst effing one ever. I don't know why I edited your curse, but not my 50,000 curses. I'll say it for you, Juke. Worst fucking one ever. That is pretty bad. <laughs> I, should, I should play that one on the way out of here. But I don't have it queued up. This is this was, a, this was bad planning on my point, my part, not having these songs queued up for when I'm playing it. John Bond, worst hippopotamus. You know, maybe I'll do that for Thursday night, because we gotta go. The show's been going long. We figured out where Kareem was. You guys have been amazing. This has been the C block. Um, not the Alchemist. I want to play someone else. Alchemist song. That was great. It wasn't even Alchemist. Why do I say it's Alchemist? It was like Lords of Brooklyn, Lake of Fire, right? Besides, we have money to get tonight. Now, if you broke a hip of this, I can see, right? All right, C-Generates, you guys have been awesome. I love it. I'll see you Thursday. We'll give out five more picks. Hopefully, we can keep the train running with the contest. We are 20 games over 500, and we are going to get in that money. So let's do it. All right, guys. See you Thursday. <laughs>